Welcome to the Run Like an Athlete podcast. This is a podcast for the everyday athlete, the normal people who find joy in running and competing. You won't find professional athletes here. You probably also don't recognize this voice. My name is Betsy Doty and I am a Delta athlete. And in a very cool twist today, I am going to be interviewing our very own coach, Sonia. So, Sonia, welcome to the podcast that you started. Thanks, Betsy. This is this is fun and also so strange being on this side of the mic. I am so glad that you're doing this. So for those of you um, that don't know, she came to let's see, it was Dallas this year where a bunch of the athletes competed in CG games. And I, after our competition, we were sitting on the couch together, just chatting, um, having coffee one morning. And she was telling me about her past with running and her history and some fun stories about her family. And I just thought we have got to get her to tell her story instead of always featuring us. So I am really honored to be able to interview her and have you all hear about this amazing woman that we trust with our running and fitness and so many other things. So Sonia, I'm just going to start out Tell us where you're from, tell us about your family, and tell us about your kind of early competitive life and what sports you played and that kind of thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. First of all, I just want to say before we even get started, I'm probably going to cry. Like I'm already, I'm already like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, but it's fine. That makes for good podcasts, right? And I can just, <laughs> I can just pretend like I'm Oprah. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. Um. Yeah. So I have, I've been an athlete my entire life. Um, sports were very important in my household. Um, my parents were, they believed that sports could teach us so much about life, about working with a team, about overcoming challenging obstacles. Um, and then also they believe that sports could take us anywhere we wanted to go. So at a very young age, um, I was put into, I think I was like three or four when I was put into gymnastics. Um, and then soccer, uh, I played on an all boys soccer team when I was Love young. That. <laughs> um, I played softball. I swam for years, um, volleyball, you know, you name it. I remember being in sixth grade and begging my parents to let me play football, uh, for the school team. They would not That's let me amazing. play. <laughs> and so you they have said, a sister and a brother. I have two brothers. You have and two brothers. Okay. Yeah. So oh, I wow. have a, yeah, there's a lot of us. Um, I have an older brother and then it's me and then my sister and then my younger brother. Um, yeah. And I so, assume one of them played football and that's how you. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That was my older brother, Jake. He, um, yeah. I mean, we all wanted to do everything Jake did all the time. Um, in fact, I, uh, I was a wrestler in high school. Um, first female wrestler from my school to go to state. And your school um, was Plano East high school, Plano East so senior high, excuse me. Just in, outside of Dallas. Yes. In Plano, Texas. Um, which if you know the Plano area, Plano is huge. There are actually 
there are three senior highs as they're called in Plano. And each of those senior highs is only 11th and 12th graders. And each of those senior highs has three high schools that are freshmen and sophomores that feed into them. So really big school. Um, it was, I talked to friends who went to smaller schools and, you know, they played like multiple sports and it was always encouraged. Their coaches were like, go out for this. They need people. And I was like, that is not the case in my high school, my high school, my track coach was actually really annoyed when I joined the wrestling team because he was like, you're not going to get enough running. Like you're going to, you're going to hurt yourself. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, but I did wrestling because, well, a big reason was because my brother did it, um, of course, and yes. the coaches knew, you know, knew me a little bit. And, uh, and then too, I didn't make the high school volleyball team because I was told I was not tall enough, um, which, you know, when you go to a huge high school, it's competitive and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make cuts and it is what it is. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, so when you were on the wrestling team, first female wrestler, did you have to compete against only men? Did you go to regionals and competitions with the guys? Well, so, uh, I wasn't the only female on the team. Uh, there was, there were females who had wrestled before me. Um, and I was, when I had joined the team, there were, I think five other girls on the team. Um, and Texas is a big enough state where uh, I know this is different for other states, but Texas has a clause where females have to wrestle females. So when we would go to competitions, we would, I mean, sometimes we would drive like three hours to go to a competition. That was a female wrestling competition. Um, and there would be occasionally like Oklahoma schools there, um, and other schools bringing their female wrestlers as well. Um, so, so no, I didn't wrestle the guys. Um, it wasn't until I qualified for state that my wrestling coach was like, screw the rules. You need more practice with people in your weight division. Um, you're going to wrestle the guys in practice. Um, and I'll never forget if James Brumfield listens to this podcast, he will probably be mortified, but I'll never forget the first day in practice that ever happened. My coach put me up against James Brumfield and I hit a double leg takedown on him within the first like two seconds of him blowing the whistle <laughs> and the room erupted. Love it. <laughs> and yeah, oh, poor James. I don't think that he ever lived that down. The guys were brutal to him ever since then. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> That's amazing. What a boss move. <laughs> you know, you gotta... <laughs> But so yeah, you also um, ran track. And what was your event? Yeah, I um, I was a hurdler and a 400 meter runner. Um, so I ran the 300 hurdles and the 100 hurdles. 400 is a lap around the track. Um, and then I also was a pole vaulter. Um, and pole vaulting, my my sophomore, or excuse me, my junior and senior year, pole vaulting kind of became a little bit more of my specialty, I guess. Um, and I still ran the hurdles and things like that, but I was much more interested in pole vaulting and started focusing, putting my focus, uh, there. And, um, yeah, and that's what I ended up going and doing, um, in college. So where did you go to college to pole vault and probably run? 
Mm-hmm. I uh, well, first I went to a small school in Kansas called Emporia State University. Um, I ran there for two years, and uh, and then I transferred to Rutgers, uh, which is a Division One school in New Jersey. Um, Emporia is a Division Two school, um, and I ran there for two years, pole vaulted at Rutgers exclusively for two years. Um, yeah, um, it was. Awesome. If anybody has the opportunity to be a track athlete and, or just an athlete in college in general, I mean, it's an amazing experience. I learned so much. Some of my best friends in the world, um, I met on the track team in college and, um, yeah, it was, it was so nice having, it was so nice going to college and like having structure uh, Definitely. I mean, from the coaching to the facilities, it's the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just that, but also when you go to, when you go to school for sports, they, you know, you, you get, um, you get a tutor, you have to go to, um, you have to go to so many hours each week, uh, of study hall. Um, and unless your grades are like, a 3.8 or something like that. You have to go to study hall for so many hours. And it was just nice going to school and, and having to do all these things. Um, it set me up to just teach myself to balance everything because sports in high school, you know, yes, you're getting a lot of, uh, of training, balancing life and, and school and sports and things, but it's when you go to college, like that sports, like you are there for sports and the coaches, that's your job. Yeah. Like the coaches want you to pass your classes, obviously, but I mean, it's just a different mentality. You're, I mean, I was running, I would have practice sometimes for like five to six hours a day, depending on what we were working on. And so, I mean, that's like, that's a full-time job basically. (laughs) So I'm sure there you learned the importance of ways, different ways to train and weightlifting. I mean, that that's kind of structure. I think we can all see that in the programming that you build for us. Oh yeah. Oh good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. That was huge. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough. My high school was since it was one of the largest high schools in Texas at the time. Um, I don't know where it sits now, but it's probably still up there, but we had, I was fortunate enough to have a really great, weight room and training facilities. I mean, we had a uh, Plano East had uh, an indoor football field, like half of a football field with turf. Um, so I was fortunate enough to have really nice facilities for training in high school, but, and, and we would lift and do things like that, but our coaches, you know, were also, you know, having to teach a class and, and had to also do PE and stuff like that. So the, the weightlifting side of our program was, it was there, but it wasn't, I mean, it'd be like, Hey, we're going to go do like three sets of squats. And then, yeah, you guys need to do leg extensions as well. And, oh yeah, you should probably do some hamstring curls. Like it wasn't very structured when I got to college, that was like just actually learning how to do Olympic lifting and learning why we're doing certain things a certain way and how it's going to help us run. I mean, I fell in love I used to hate lifting in high school. I hated it. I was like, oh my God, this is boring. Like this is the worst yeah. thing ever. I think a lot of runners can probably <laughs> attest to that, but it wasn't until I got to college that I just like, I really fell in love with the science that goes into right. weightlifting and not just weightlifting, but performance training for what 
I was doing. That was, it just opened my mind so much. And I, I found myself when I, you know, my, uh, like junior and senior year in college, I, I just, I would like go to the weight room and go to my trainer and be like, what else can I do? Like, what else should I be working on? I know I'm not lifting enough. Like what else should I be doing? Um, I probably annoyed the crap out of her, but, (laughs) but yeah. So I was going to kind of keep going with the bio, but I want to stop here and ask about that. I mean, you've obviously had some amazing coaches. I would love to hear about maybe your favorite coach or a couple of them and how that has influenced your coaching style and kind of your philosophy for how you lead the team. Yeah. My favorite coach ever. I've never had a coach like him ever since this, uh, was my high school pole vault coach. Um, I used to go to a a specific pole vault club in the Dallas area called, uh, Texas express. Um, and buzz and Chad Andrews, uh, dad, a dad and son duo. Um, Chad was, (laughs) he was awesome. He, uh, I, I really try to embody a lot of the way that Chad was with pole vaulting because I just fed off of his energy, the energy that he had in practice. I mean, he would be like jumping around, clapping, screaming at the top of his lungs. Like I get on the runway and he'd be like, all right, Hoss, let's go put that pole in. Like, let's go. Like he'd be going nuts. And at pole vault meets like coaches would be looking at him like this dude is insane. Like he'd be throwing buckets Like if somebody got a PR, like he's throwing his cowboy hat in the air, like hooting and hollering, like you would think you were at a rodeo. Yes, please. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was so awesome. It was, it was actually really hard going from like training with him for four years throughout high school. It was really hard going from training with him to, and, you know, being used to him at being meets and stuff to going to college and having a coach who great also a great coach uh, my first female coach ever in my life oh, wow. um yeah that a was a total that was different style i bet total different she was just very calm and that that was her training style or her coaching style and that you know it worked but i would have to tell her i'd be like i need you to scream at me like yell at me like get me i need you to get me fired up and she'd be like i don't like that's not what she did um and that was really difficult for me to transition to and have to get used to a different coach. Um, and then same thing when I went to Rutgers, my coach at Rutgers, he was like, well, also he wasn't exactly a pole vault coach. Me and my teammate Colleen, we had to do a lot of our own coaching and like talk to the guy pole vaulters and things and and get a lot of help from them. But, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was tough. I've never been able to find a coach like him. And, and even to this day, uh, like when I would go to like boot camp workouts and stuff, I'd tell the trainer, I'd be like, don't tell me that I'm doing a good job. Like, I don't want you to just clap and say, yeah, good job. I need you to clap. I need you to like scream. Sonia, you're not moving your butt fast enough. Like you can do better. Let's go. Right, right. That to me is a coach, somebody who's not going to sugarcoat it. And somebody who's going to challenge you to work harder. So I can see, I for sure see Chad Andrews, was, mm-hmm. did I get the name right? I yeah. see that style in you. I mean, having you at the end of a workout or hearing you in the stands at CG Games, oh my gosh, it was so motivating. But I'll also say, you know, that second coach that was very calm and, you know, had a different style, 
I love how you also took part of that into your training. And for me, how that showed up was after CG games and, you know, you knew that our bodies were all going to be tired and we were all going to need some time to recuperate. And, you know, of course we're all type A and we're like, all right, so yeah, we'll take Sunday off, but Monday, let's start training for next year. And you're like, hold up, hold up. You guys need to give yourself time to recover and heal and go into a rest season. And it was so great to get permission and I'm doing quote fingers, but get permission from our coach to, yeah, I'm just going to kind of like go into the holiday season, giving myself a little bit more grace. And I love that you can bring both of those depending on the need to the team. So I just want to give you kudos for that. I mean, you've taken from a lot of coaches, I think, to build this style that you have. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And that, I mean, that's so true. I, I really, my coach at my first university that I went to, she, I mean, again, she was a lot more calm and, and, and less crazy. Um, but she also really dialed into, um, a lot of a, uh, like visualization training, which I had never done before. And oh my gosh, yeah. And it's like, like the, the night before CG games, when y'all were all in my, uh, mine and Stephanie's hotel room yes. and I was talking you guys through things, she would do that with us before meets. And, and that was, that was something that was interesting to me. I had always been you know, my, I I like to say that my dad was like my first coach and he would tell me things like that. Like, just if you visualize yourself doing it, you're going to do it. But having somebody actually like, she would talk us through, I mean, we would be in these visualization things for like an hour because she would talk us through, you woke up, you brushed your teeth, you got on the bus. What music are you listening to? Like, how are you going to, and it was, it was so calming. Because when you walk into those situations where there is, I mean, especially a bunch of high school kids who track is like the ugly stepchild of high school sports. It's never, I mean, a lot of track meets, there's like nobody there. There's like, you're jumping for your teammates or you're competing like with hardly anybody in the stands. When you go to college, that's, I mean, that's different. There's cameras in your face. There's like all this noise. It's, it's a really weird and difficult transition. And so that was huge to have some have somebody there and just tell us like, this is what you're going to experience because that would help you settle your nerves and and not get overwhelmed by like, Ooh, that person's getting interviewed. Like maybe they're going to interview me after my race or, you know, or like, Oh, they're putting this on, on flow track later today. Like, Oh, you know, it would just help you keep everything under wraps and keep you calm. Um, and so that was, that was huge. That was something that I had never done before. And, and, I understand now why so many professional teams have psychologists, sports psychologists mm-hmm. and, and, and therapists on staff now, because your mentality is so much with it. So much. I mean, the, that night before CG games and I still, even, even not working out, I can do the, the tiger in the cage and kind of calm myself down. I mean, that kind of like legacy that you're passing down to, to athletes who have never had a chance to be on a team like that. That's cool as shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you say that, Betsy. (laughs) Yeah. I, I look back at my, my, my career as an athlete and I just, it was so 
fulfilling on so many levels. And I, I really do when I, when I coach you guys or when I go to, to competitions with y'all and, and even when I just lead you guys on guided runs, I, I really try to have y'all to, to mimic some of those feelings that mm. I have. like, I mean, my husband was also a college track athlete and he, and he says this, he was like, when I went to college for track, like, I just felt like a badass. Like I am a collegiate athlete. I walked around differently. I held my head differently. I, you know, and, and, and it's true. And, and I think that that is a feeling that so many people don't, I, I think that sometimes like athletes, especially like college or high school athletes, they get this like, Oh, that person's stuck up or they're, you know, whatever, because they're like an athlete, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you know, this about me, I think that everybody can be an athlete. It's, it's a mindset in my opinion. You know, do you go work out every day? Do you go, do you go push yourself and challenge yourself physically, mentally? It doesn't matter how thin you are, how, how long you've been a runner. It doesn't matter how, if you're picking up five pound weights or 125 pound weights, like it doesn't matter if you are doing that and you can get into a mindset where you're saying, this is hard, but I love it. I'm going to do it. I can push myself. You're, you're a badass. Like that's amazing. (laughs) And so I really try to, I really try to just, just hammer that home with y'all because, because it's, it's true. Like Y'all are doing things that most people look at and go, oh, that's hard. Or, oh, I'm going to be sore. I just, I just can't. I don't like that. I can't do it. And I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still sore from yesterday's temple run. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Let's go back to biography. So how did you meet your husband and how did you get to Austin? Man, um, I met Ryan the first time I met Ryan, we, I was in the dorm room, like lobby, uh, waiting for a friend to come at Rutgers, uh, at Emporia state. So we met, yeah, we met at our first, my first university, Emporia state. We were uh, in the, the, the dorm room was called the towers. And we were like in the towers lobby, me and my, uh, my roommate who was also, she uh, ran hurdles on the team. Um, and we're sitting there in the lobby waiting for a friend. And I look over and there's these two guys playing ping pong. And one of them, I <laughs> lean over to my roommate. And I was like, Ooh, he is really cute. Um, and my roommate at the time, uh, she reminded me that I had a boyfriend, but I was like, it's fine. He's back home in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I went over and like in the middle of his ping pong game, I started up a conversation with him. Um, and, uh, the conversation ended, we will both tell you different stories. I think mine is remembered correctly, but whatever, we'll, we'll skip that. But <laughs> either way, the conversation ended with both of us really not liking each other. We both were like that person, they are rude. They like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just remember walking away, our friend got there and we were leaving and I just, I don't know what came over me. I just had this weird feeling that he was going to change my life forever, which is so weird because I was like, I hate that dude. He sucks. Like, <laughs> um, wow. fast forward almost exactly a year later, he ran, he was with the distance crew. Uh, so like, honestly, we didn't, I mean, there's like there's like 80 something kids on the track team, you know, there's a ton of kids. And so he was with the distance crew. I really didn't see him like 
honestly, we even practiced at different times. I really hardly saw him ever. So like a year, almost exactly a year later, we were at a mutual track friends party and he came up to me and, or well, me and my roommate saw him and we were like, oh my God, there's that guy. You remember him, that asshole? <laughs> uh, and he like started trying to talk to me. I was not having it. Um, he ended up, we, me and my teammate left to go to another party and he followed us there with some of his friends. He made me so mad at that other party that I left and went home early. And then the <laughs> next day, <laughs> I know the next day on Facebook, he was like messaging me on Facebook and was like, Hey, let me take you out on a date. And I was like, no, I don't want to go on a date with you. You are the worst. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I was like, fine, we'll go on one date, one date. And then you leave me the hell alone. And we went on a date. We went to a movie. This we went to a movie. He took me to a movie and I'm texting my roommate the whole time. And I was like, we didn't even talk about what movie we we're going to see. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, because we're going to see the Muppets. And I was like, OK, thanks for asking for my input. Also, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, the Muppets. Who wants yeah, I'm like, this was the one with like Kermit Amy Adams. the Frog. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> So there's a scene in that movie where like the Muppet chickens, they do a dance and they're like flapping their feathers and uh, dancing to single ladies by Beyonce. Oh, how funny. And I'm sitting there like in this whole movie, like rolling my eyes. Like, why am I in this child's like watching this child's movie? And I look over during that scene and Ryan is laughing so hard. He's like crying. And I was like, oh, he's sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> And the rest is history. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh. So that's how Ryan and I met. <laughs> so you somehow made your way to Austin together. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was, um, after I finished the Rutgers, I moved back to Kansas. Ryan had stayed back in Kansas um, and was working and we moved all around Kansas together. Um, I, we were in Dodge city, Kansas at the time, like get the heck out of Dodge. It's a real place. It exists. And that's awesome. <laughs> Something like that. Um, and anyways, I was working as an assistant track coach for the community college there. Uh, I was a sprints coach. And then I was also the strength coordinator for the track team. So I was writing strength program for, sprinters, jumpers, distance runners, throwers, everybody. Um, and yeah, I have never been so depressed in my life. Mm -hmm. I would like, I didn't even really know what depression was, but I remember talking to a friend and being like, I come home and I cannot stop crying for like two, three hours at a time. What is wrong with me? And my friend was like, I think you're depressed. Like you need to get out of there. Um, and so anyways, my husband could see it and we just decided to, to start looking elsewhere. We, um, actually almost moved to Denver. We were really, wow. really close. I know we were very close to moving to Denver. Um, but we ended up going with Austin because my, my family is in San Antonio, which is just like an hour away. Right. Um, I still had family in Dallas at the time. And, uh, you know, I'd been away from home for like five plus years at this point. 
and I just wanted to be closer to them. Um, and so, yeah, so we moved to Austin and we've been here since 2016. That's amazing. So you've been there six years. You have been mostly in, in fitness and, and doing coaching and running coaching. And then you started Delta, what now, like three years ago? Uh, we're coming up on two years on two years. Okay. Crazy. It is crazy. And some of us have been, been with you since the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I love you guys. I don't know why y'all stayed with me so long. (laughs) It's amazing. It's because it works. We're faster and we're stronger and you bring that energy and it, it is, it's great. So you as an athlete right now, what are you training for? I have this wild dream, which is really, really wild. Um, I have this wild dream to run the New York city half. Love. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard. Uh, I have to run a qualifying time. I mean, I can get, I can try to get a, um, like a raffle. Sure. Entry. Um, but I want to, I want to run a qualifying time. Um, and I have to run a qualifying time for my age group of an hour and 20 or excuse me, an hour and 32 minutes or faster, which is a seven minute mile pace. Um, yeah. Um, especially for somebody who was never a distance runner. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my husband actually was making fun of me the other day. He was like, you have turned into quite the distance runner over the past couple of years. And I was like, well, that's because there's, you know, when you get to our age, Ryan, there's, there's not like hundred meter fun runs to jump into. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, so here we are. Um, so that's kind of what I'm currently training for. I have a half coming up in, uh, October. Um, that is, I, I don't think I'm, there's no way I'm going to run a qualifying time, but I'm hoping to get another like 10, I'm hoping for a 10 minute PR. Um, if I can get my training down, I'm about to start ramping that up again in the next, well, when I get back from vacation. Um, so yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I think you'll do it. Thanks. Betsy. New York city. That's amazing. I love that city so much. Same. Oh my goodness. Incredible. So of all of the sports you've played and competitions you've been in, is there anything that you're particularly proud of and why? Probably, man, I, I'm thinking of, of two, um, one, was probably the first wrestling tournament I ever won. Um, my parents were there, uh, and this was, I mean, this was a brand new sport for me and there is nothing like wrestling. I mean, maybe, maybe boxing, but just the, the amount of, I mean, if, if, if anybody's ever done like a, like an arm wrestling or anything and you get done and you're like, holy cow, even if you only did that for like 30 seconds, there is something so hard about having somebody putting all of their force back onto you and you having to like physically hand to hand, try to get them to like pin them on the ground. I have 
don't think I've ever been so exhausted in my entire life. I pinned this girl. We went all three rounds uh, in high school. You do three, two minute rounds. Okay. Um, so you're only wrestling for six minutes at a time and I get done and I like one, I almost threw up on the mat, <laughs> but then two, I like almost collapsed and my dad had to like pick me up and be like, Hey, wow. like you got to walk off this mat. <laughs> um, so that was just, it was just an amazing, it was an amazing physical feat. I was, I've never been so exhausted in my life, even after, you know, I can't even compare like the half marathons I've done and, and anything like that to that. I was just, I was completely drained of everything. And I was like, and I got a W so that's pretty great. Yes. <laughs> um, but the second thing, which is probably a little bit more, uh, meaningful, um, was my, my freshman year of college, I was, this was when I was at Emporia. Um, it was the last track meet of the year. Um, it was our like districts or, or conference championship. Um, and it was a home meet and this was the only track meet in college that my family was ever able to come to. So my two younger siblings were there and my parents were there. And during warmups, um, I, you do, you do, uh, some run throughs to catch your step, to make sure that your step is on and your run is right before you start really jumping. And this was the second run through I did. And I ran up on the sides. There's like skirts as they're called that kind of angle downward so that if you fall, uh, you fall on a mat. Um, okay. and I stepped on it weird and completely rolled my ankle. Like it instantly swelled up to the size of like a baseball. It was bruising instantly. Like it was awful. I actually ended up having to get carried by two people to the athletic training room. Um, and the athletic trainer was like, yeah, this is, this happens like in warmups. Right. Oh my and the God. athletic trainer is like looking at my ankle and he's like, yeah, you're done for the day. And I remember like punching. I, I had a lot of, um, pent up aggression as an athlete. I was like one of those athletes who like <laughs> was probably seemed really angry when I was competing all the time, but it's just cause I was really focused. <laughs> but I remember like punching the training table with my hand and saying, no, God damn it. I am going to jump today. My parents are here. My mom and dad are in the stands. You make it so that I can jump. And he just like looked at me and was like, okay. Uh, he like gave me these like gigantic horse tranquilizer pills oh my goodness. <laughs> to swallow. He like wrapped my ankle with this, this certain type of, uh, athletic tape that like hardens so that it's almost like a cast. Um, I could barely get my foot into my shoe. Uh, and I was, and he was like, you have to walk out there on your own. I'm not carrying you. Otherwise I'm not going to let you jump. And so I like limped my butt back out to the runway. Um, the ankle that I rolled was my jumping foot. So the jump, the foot that I take off on. Um, and I remember like struggling through warmups, just not getting with it, like being on the verge of tears. I didn't, I don't think I got off the ground once in warmups. I just ran through, put the pole in, like fell back down. Like it was just a mess. And I finally remember one of my teammates, uh, Zach Rosenberg, he came up to me and was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you trying to prove? Like, just stop. 
And I looked at him and I was like, Zach, I can't, this might be the only track meet that my parents ever come to. I can't not do this. And he looked at me and he's, he pulled out coach Chad, which he had no idea who he was, but he looked at me and he goes, well, Sonia, stop crying like a little bitch and go jump then. And I was like, (laughs) okay. I ended up getting a PR and third place. Wow. (laughs) And then rode the whole way back to Texas afterwards, like with my foot up in the air and like 10 bags of ice and spent all summer with like a broken ankle, (laughs) but it doesn't matter. My parents got to watch me jump and that's all that mattered. (laughs) Yeah. I think it says a lot about you that you're two that you're most proud of are probably the two hardest. Yeah. I, I was, I mean, I have a question here to say three words to describe yourself as an athlete, but I want to tell you, I think they're, I think you're aggressive. Yeah. I think you persevere. I think that's a big one. And I think passion, I think you're all heart with it. You come at it with just wanting to win and wanting to do your best every time. And that is so admirable. Oh, well, thanks, Betsy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to tell you what I would I say it. to describe you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I have always been told growing up, you know, my, my parent, again, my parents showed us in sports at a young age and, and growing up, we've always, I me mean, me and my siblings, we've always been told like, you don't quit. Like if you start something you're going to finish it. It doesn't matter if you have to walk through the finish line because you're injured. It doesn't matter if you have to finish out the season with a really shitty coach. Like it doesn't matter. You committed to this. So you are going to finish this. And I just, I take that into everything that I do. I think, I think the, in my opinion, the just, ugly isn't the right word. The most unattractive trait that anyone can have, in my opinion, is somebody who is just like quits or somebody who is so afraid of not succeeding that they just don't even try. That is the most unattractive. Like, I don't even want those people in my life. Like get, like get out. It's, it's reliability is is a value of mine. And I totally agree with you. Yeah. So, so that's where, I mean, that's where a lot of it comes in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your parents instilled a lot of amazing values in you. So let's move to the future. So what's next for Delta? What's next for you? Maybe like, what are the next 10 years? What's your grand vision? Hmm. That's a good question. This is probably a question I should ask myself more often. (laughs) Um, well for Delta, for sure. Uh, we are going to have a retreat. We're going to have a Delta retreat. Um, I was really hoping for it to happen in September, but I think that, I think that it's just going to have to happen next spring. Um, yeah, that's, I, I would love, I want to get the whole team together. Let's go, let's go 
do some hard stuff together. We don't have to go on a backpacking trip, Betsy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know some people on team want to do that so bad. I'm like, wait a minute. We need to include everybody. And I can promise you Betsy won't come. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear a backpack, but not for more than not for more than a few hours. That's okay. <laughs> totally. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that's definitely next is that is something that I, I'm, I want to make happen for sure. Um, and then I am this summer, actually, um, I'm launching a finally getting truly back to my track roots and I am launching a youth track club, um, in Austin in partnership with uh, a gym I'm affiliated with here in town called hit athletic. Um, it's going to be for middle school and high schoolers. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a competitive track club. We're going to be taking kids to meets, um, traveling to meets. Uh, we're going to be the club has, we got our approval to be a certified USA track and field club. So, um, just really looking to over the next 10 years, like hone in on that and just, hone in on Delta, um, and make both of those, you know, grow and, and flourish and just help as many athletes as they can be better runners and competitors. That's amazing. So you have a lot of sayings that not only do I know we all love, I know a lot of us say them to ourselves when we're off doing our own runs. <laughs> what, uh, what is like your favorite motivational saying that someone has said to you that uh, you repeat to yourself, you're doing a hard thing. It's, it's probably one that I say the most, um, out loud to, to y'all. And, uh, it's just that your mind will give up way before your body does. I, my dad used to tell me that all the time. Uh, I have this very vivid memory of, playing soccer. I, I only played soccer when I was like a young, a young child. And for whatever reason, you know, maybe, maybe I have, you know, I, I was like five years old. So maybe this memory is a little bit skewed or whatever, but I have this very vivid memory of running off the field in this. Cause I played on an all boys soccer team. And so I never got the ball passed to me. I never like, it was like, I had to actually work. And I remember running out of the field and like going straight to my dad and like crying and being super upset that like the boys weren't being nice and they weren't passing Aww. me the ball, blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to stop and I was done and da, 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 da. And I just remember my dad, like, I, that's the first time he ever said that to me. He was like, Sonia, you are letting yourself quit. Like you're letting your mind get the best of you. And you can either go back out there and show these boys that you deserve to be here or you can quit on yourself. And he said, you know, your mind is going to give up way before your body does. Don't let your mind give up. And he's been saying that to me for every sporting event ever. I was in my head screaming that at my wrestling match. Once Zach Rosenberg finally told me to stop being a little bitch and just jump. I was like, he's right. I'm getting in my own head about, about stupid stuff. I don't feel my ankle anymore because I have a ton of pain pills in me. Right. I feel it. <laughs> like I'm letting myself get worked up over nothing, like calm down and just execute the plan. Um, and so, I mean, it, it's true. It's, it's proven true so many times in my life. Like 
if you let your mind get the best of you, you're, you're going to fail every time. And so, yeah, that's probably, that's the one that means the most to me. And also that I use the most. Love it. Well, I just want to thank you for trusting me to, um, to do this. And I'm just so happy that you're telling your story and giving us a little bit more insight into you. And so thank you for doing this. Thank you for trusting me. And I hope everyone enjoys it. Team, that was so much fun. I'll admit I was a little weirded out in the beginning to be on the other side of the mic, (laughs) but I had so much fun sharing my story and just my experiences with all of you. I hope that you enjoyed it as well and found a little inspiration from it. Thanks so much for being here. I'd really appreciate if you took a minute to give us a five-star rating on Spotify, subscribe if you're listening on YouTube, and share this episode with a friend. I truly mean it. Thank you so much for your support. I couldn't do this without all of you. Until next time, team, get out there and run like an athlete.